this week. Just let's leave that behind. Let's just focus in on God tonight because we're here to worship. We're here to lift His name up. We're here to encounter Him. And I believe God is here to encounter us tonight. I know He's here to encounter us. So hey, why don't we all pray together? I don't want to just be the one praying, but why don't you begin to focus in on God for yourself? It's not just me praying, but why don't you pray as well? So Lord, we commit this night to You. Lord, thank You that You are here. You desire to meet with us, God, and we invite You in. Lord, I pray that anything that we have, uh, any burdens, anything that we've got on, on our shoulders, God, that we would let that go. Lord, and we would allow You to come. Lord, You are gentle, you, you, but You are strong, Father. And we ask You to come and fill us. Lord, to come refresh us, to come cover us, God, that anything that's in the way of encountering You, relationship with You, God, would put that aside, Lord, and focus our eyes on You. Lord, this week that's gone by, uh, anything that may be a hindrance before uh, stepping into your presence, Lord, we lay that down and we look upon the face of Jesus. We look to you, God, mighty God, incredible God. And Lord, we thank you for how incredible you are, so worthy of all our praise. God, so tonight we lift you up, we lift your name high, and we say it's all about you. Our heart's desire is to meet with you, God. That's what we want. So we lay everything of ourselves down and we say, take all of us. Take all that we are, God. Let us step into your presence of freedom. Freedom in you, Father. It's all about you. Glory to your name. Hello, church. Feel free to come down the front. Get your dance on. You know, praise God. It's going to get... Noise up to 
I know this is one of the youth's favourite. So if you guys don't move, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. So I might just come and join you for a second. Let's go. Get a wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> a break of day and hope we rise. We speak your name and lift our eyes to our hearts. To your beat, where we walk, there you'll be with fire in our eyes, our lives alive, your love untamed, it's blazing out, the streets will go forever bright.
Lord, we honour You this evening. Lord God, we glorify You. Lord God, we thank You that we can come into Your presence tonight. Lord God, I just pray that as we uh, have the next hour or two gathering as a body, Lord God, that we would see uh, incredible things. Lord, we would all have a touch by Your Spirit. Uh, Lord God, and we just invite You here this evening. We open ourselves up. In Jesus' Name, Amen. When I was up there, prayed, and then it's empty. You guys went back to your seats fast. You guys can take a seat. Good on you. Man, that wake song. I was like, I was down there, I was nearly dying. I'm like, man, this is, this is getting difficult. I don't know, a bit tired. But anyway, how are you all doing, church? Great. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm really expecting for tonight. I think tonight is going to be uh, absolutely phenomenal time. Uh, so we're going to continue with our worship rules shortly. And we've got uh, the awesome Phil Strong uh, leading us this evening. That's going to be fantastic. And uh, so I'm, I'm really believing God for God to move this evening. So I hope you join me in that. And uh, it's just going to be an awesome time. But we'd love to welcome uh, those of you that are here for the first time. Uh, first or second time, we simply want to give you a free coffee card and uh, let you know a little bit more about us. All you have to do is chuck out your hands so that the uh, awesome guys in the green shirts can give you a sweet little pack. So uh, if that's you, just shoot up your hands. That would be really good. Church, why don't we welcome the visitors? Fantastic. Uh, down the front here. Thanks, Grace. That's awesome. Welcome. And if you've got absolutely any questions about Activate Church, uh, feel free to ask any of these uh, guys in the green shirts or anyone on the front or over here. They would love to answer all of your questions and uh, tell you about this wonderful, wonderful church. The other thing we love to do at this church is celebrate birthdays. So do we have any birthdays here this evening? Ash Bennett, wow, that's awesome. Do we have any other birthdays? So Alina was saying you're 27. Wow, uh, 22. Uh, and Nicole Coffin. Who turned 21. Let's, uh, hey church, why don't you stand with me? We're gonna pray for these awesome two uh, Two women in our church, uh, join with me. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and <laughs> this year through each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that was awesome. No, I just I just mumbled over a word, and that just put everything off. My apologies. God heard everyone else's prayer because that was real good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, a couple of notices for you all. We have got uh, Pastor Ian and Judith Green, uh, which is going to be awesome. That is the 25th and the 26th of July. Uh, they're going to be fantastic. So make sure you just get into that space. I promise if you get along, you'll be challenged. Uh, to think differently and uh, just to express your faith in a new way. So make sure you get along to that. It's going to be incredible. The other thing, this Tuesday, everyone say this Tuesday. And everyone say prayer service. So we've got our, our monthly prayer service and this is for the whole church. Uh, this is for uh, anybody to come along to. And it is an awesome time of, uh, of just joining together and praying. 
And uh, quite simply, it's just really important that if you've got a Tuesday night free, or if you don't, just come along anyway. Um, call in sick or something. Um, oh no, don't, don't, don't honour your workplace. But, uh, but make sure you get along to that. It's going to be awesome. And it starts at 7pm. We're going to start with coffee and cake. Uh, so that's a good enough reason to come in itself. And then we get to pray together as a church. Is that cool? Cool. Church, how about we stand up? We're about to continue uh, with, our, with our worship, but just stand. So it's a, stand up with me, church. As I was, as, I was um, as we were praying for the service, I really got uh, the sense of uh, the sense from God that um, tonight, for us to be easily respondent to God, and that means that in our worship, that means that as Phil's speaking, that we'll have something in our spirits that is quick to respond to what God's doing. And uh, so that can happen from the bands and that can happen from Phil, but it's just as important from the floor is that you're responding to God and what He's saying to you, that you're listening quickly so that you can step into that place and get all that God has for you. And so my prayer is that from right at this moment, that you would be ready to go, God, I want all that you've got for me tonight. I am listening and I'm putting my barriers down and uh, just expecting for you to speak. So Lord, we, uh, we thank you that uh, you were here this evening. Lord God, we thank you that you wanna touch each and every single one of us that you wanna speak to us. Lord God, we thank you for your presence even now, presence even now touching people. And Lord, as we, as we just lift you up and worship right now, Lord, I pray that we would each just drop down those walls and get our hearts in a place where you can speak, that we will listen and that we'll be right there in your presence, Lord God. So I offer this time up to you, Lord, right now. And even just for me, I say, God, I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to listen for your word. In Jesus' name.
tonight we're going to give God a, an offering of thanksgiving. Because when you thanksgiving is warfare, there's something that I read that Bill Johnson said. He said that thanksgiving is warfare. So tonight we're going to sing these lyrics. We're going to sing, How Blessed Is My Life. And you may not feel like that is the truth. You might feel like that doesn't respond to how you're feeling right now. But as we sing it, it's going to create. As we sing it, we're going to remind ourselves who our God is. So these are the words we're going to sing. How blessed is this life that you've given to me? How blessed is this life that you've given to us? Let's sing it again. How blessed is this life that you've given to me? How blessed is this life that you've given to us? Yeah, sing that again. How blessed is this life that you've given to me? How blessed is this life that you've given to us? How blessed is this life? say that God gave us a blessed life. Just give him thanks now. Just give him thanks. Whatever comes to mind, just thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my life. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given us. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for the blessing of church.
the great unknown where feet may fail but there I find you in the mystery of oceans deep my faith will stand Oh 
lead us out onto the water. God, we pray tonight that our faith would be without borders. Call us, God, to that deeper place with You. Tonight, God, I pray for ears that are open to hear what the Spirit is saying. I pray for a heart that is ready to receive the promises of God in each one of us tonight. God, I pray, I release right now boldness and courage to step into that place to meet what the Spirit of God is releasing tonight. Lord, have Your way in this place. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you that you're resting on each one of us. Thank you that you rest on each one of us. The sweetness of your presence, the magnificence, the glory. Your empowerment is here, and I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you that you've come to minister tonight in truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way tonight, we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, God is up to something. It's exciting, man. I love that tag you guys did. Do you write that, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to do that later, all right? We'll do that later. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, man, I'm so excited again about what God's doing. I um, have high expectations. Let's get straight into it. Um, I've just got this phrase I want to launch out there that I wrote down this afternoon, and then we'll see what happens. The key to walking in the fullness of your destiny is to grab hold of God's promises in your life. I'll read that again for you. The key to walking in the fullness of your destiny is to grab hold of God's promises in your life. That's what I want to talk about tonight. This morning as I spoke, I shared a, um, a bit about Jacob. Jacob was the central theme of my message this morning uh, from Genesis 48 when he releases a paternal, patriarchal blessing over his grandsons. And I, I, I indicated a little bit that the original language says that Jacob worshipped as he, he bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. He's an old man. And as that picture of him doing what God's called him to do, but just bowing in reverence and awe for the Lord God Almighty, El Shaddai, who had been so good to him throughout his life. But where did he get that from? Where did, where did Jacob learn that? Well, in Genesis 28, 20 chapters earlier, many, many years earlier, before Jacob had been on that journey, Jacob was a young man on his way to his um, uncle's place to, to find a wife, basically. That's what his uh, mum sent him away to do. And at the place called Bethel, he has a dream, a revelation, an encounter with God. And he wrestles with God. 
And he wrestles all night. And he says to the guy who's wrestling, turns out it's an angel, uh, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. That's the kind of picture I've got for tonight. Jacob is a young man wrestling, taking hold of that which would confront him and not being willing to let it go until he connected with the blessing of God. That's the kind of picture I've got for tonight, for all of us. We're just going to see where it goes. But in my experience in working with people, um, helping to activate them in their calling and their faith, is, uh, it's not easy. Not easy at all. I mean, I know that I've wrestled with my destiny in order to see God's favour come into my world, and it's an ongoing journey. And I've got a couple of things I want to talk about tonight in that area. That's probably the best way to demonstrate that is for Pete to come and uh, bring the prop, literally. And uh, let's do a demonstration down here. Pass me the ball. So, ooh. and so we all know what this is, eh? We're Kiwis, most of us. What's this? Okay. All right. So Peter's quite, quite, quite athletic, you know. Sure, quite in the cheap sheets. So anyway, if I was to pass this ball to Pete and you purposely were to knock it on, what would that look like? Like that. Okay. No health and safety officers here. Okay, Reese, you can come and help me with this next one, okay? But because <laughs> now he's angry. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. One of the things that happens in a rugby game when you get the ball passed to you is sometimes it gets knocked on. It's a fumble. Didn't go so well for you, did it? No. Okay. But here's the other thing that happens in rugby. I'm just going to step out of the way for this. Because the other thing that can happen in rugby is a player, like a hooker, fast and furious, has the ball, and another player, the opposition, would like to come and take the ball off him, which he attempts gracefully. Okay, try and wrestle the ball off him. Wrestle the ball, wrestle the ball, take the ball, take the ball. Okay, all right, no one, no one needs to get hurt. Okay. <laughs> Because I know someone's going to pop a foo-foo valve in a minute. Okay, all right, give me the ball. I'll hit the ball. Boys. Whew, flip. That was tiring. Thank you for participating. But the second example that I want to give tonight is that sometimes when we're carrying the ball, it gets wrestled away from us. And I want to address those two things tonight, which I consider would be probably the most common hindrances for you taking hold of God's promises in your life. You fumble it accidentally or it gets wrestled away from you. So I want to talk about that. So let's look at the Bible. So uh, if you've got your Bibles, an assumption, Exodus chapter 17. Exodus, Exodus is the book, the story of the Exodus, which is the leaving of God's people, the Israelites, who were in Egypt as captives. So what happened was they ended up there, um, and by God's plan, they ended up there. But actually what happened is they got, uh, they got real hungry because there was no food, and they sold themselves to Pharaoh as slaves. That's the short version of the story. And so they're in Egypt, 
and they cry and they whine to God and eventually he says, I hear you and I'm going to set you free. And that's what we read at the beginning of the book of Exodus. And so they, the, the crazy thing is, long story, but they march out of Egypt with all of the gold and they head through the Red Sea. That's a cool story to read. But then what happens is, I think it's Exodus 14, God says to the Israelites, don't panic, don't run, I'm going to show you how awesome I am. And the very first battle they face in Exodus chapter 17, you can read about it, is a battle against the Amalekites. The Amalekites come to take them out. And this is not a good thing. So let me tell you a little bit about that battle. The Amalekites are the descendants of the tribe or the, the large community that come from Amalek. That's how they got their name. Amalekites, if you write it out, it's shortened to come from Amalek. Amalek is a descendant of Esau. Esau. All right? So who is Esau? Esau, sounds like Eeyore, doesn't it? Esau is the first son of Jacob, the grandson of Abraham. Do you remember the story? Jacob had two sons, Esau and no, Isaac had two sons. I'm getting confused. Isaac had two sons, Esau and Jacob, right? And so there's two, two brothers. And these guys, the Amalekites, are the descendants of Esau. Now, what does Esau represent? Esau represents the effort of the flesh in order to see God's promises. Because he was the natural firstborn son of Isaac, but he was not chosen by God for the blessing to flow through from the promises, Okay. It was, in fact, his brother Jacob who deceived him and received the blessing. So we've got this crazy thing going on between these two brothers where you read about it, the story is where Esau's like really unhappy that one, he gave it away, he got tricked, and then he's got no, no legacy uh, in line with Abraham's promises. And so we've got four generations of bitterness and hatred against Jacob and his descendants who are now called the Israelites. And so the Amalekites rise up and they say, we're going to take out God's promised people. They think they're special. We're going to wipe them out. And we read later on that they came around the back of the Israelites to attack the weak ones at the back to try and penetrate the, the, um, the community of the Israelites from the back and completely wipe them out. This is the very first battle that the Israelites faced after they left Egypt. The very first time something happens, it has significance. So what is the significance in this battle? The significance is this. Sometimes the first battle that you face on way to your destiny is the battle against your natural order, your man, or yourself. It's the battle against self, and that's the fumble that we saw Pete so eloquently uh, present to us, the knock-on, all right? So you've got to be really careful when you are walking towards your destiny, and it's, it's so common for us to, to make mistakes. It's so common for us to try and th do things in our own effort. But it's, the, it's a battle that we've, over got to, we've got to overcome it. So we, we, we know for me, what that means is when I'm walking towards things that God's promised me and I can see it, my tendency, unfortunately, because I'm a doer, is to get stuck in and say, all right, God, I'll give you a hand, I'll help out. I roll my sleeves up and I get in and I totally mess it up. 
because I'm trying to do things in the natural order instead of the, the spiritual order, which is God's timing and God's providence working to make things happen in my world. Does that make sense? So what I want to do tonight is I'm, I'm creating a platform for God to work with each one of us, but one of those areas I felt was the, the knock-on. The, if you feel like you've, you've done something wrong and stuffed up, you've like, man, I made a mistake, I got out of trouble, I became friends with the wrong crowd, or I've made some really bad choices lately, or you're doing what I would do and trying to make God ha- make it happen. That's called a fumble. That's called a knock-on. And today, tonight, I want to create an opportunity for that to be restored and repaired because God is full of grace. God is full of love. And He is always willing to redeem and restore those who would submit themselves before Him and ask for forgiveness. Does that make sense? But having a, having a fumble or a knock-on is just normal in life. So I want to create a platform for that. I want to make a platform for us to uh, be able to continue to walk forward, to grab hold of the ball again. Even though we knocked it on, God says, look, you know what? God says, I'm going to pick it up again because of what Jesus did. I'm going to get him to give it to you so you can run with the ball again. Okay? So that's one of the, one of the key things I wanted to address tonight. And I want to make sure we've all got the opportunity uh, to do that. The second, second example that we had up here with uh, my other lovely assistant, slightly more burly and muscular, uh, was Reese. And there was the, the wrestling away of the ball, the, the taking of the ball. And whilst I'd ho- I was hoping he, you know, he would prevail, but there was no stripping of the ball. But in rugby, it's quite common. You see it, a guy to go into a tackle and for the, the other player to get their arm around the ball and for them to rip it away. And what that represents, I believe, is life circumstances where we come under attack as a strategy of the enemy in order to steal from us our destiny. Because the truth is, we live in a world that is both physical and spiritual, and there's a spiritual battle for not only for your souls, but for your destiny. And if the enemy can distract you, if he can trick you or deceive you, then he can quite easily rob you of your destiny. I want to talk about that tonight. I want to create an opportunity for any instance where that has happened, for things to be restored so that you can carry the ball again. Make sense? 1 Kings chapter 21. There's another story I wanted to talk about tonight. 1 Kings 21 is the story of a guy called Naboth. Naboth, that's a cool name, eh? Anyone want to name their son Naboth? It's like weird, eh? But that's his name. And he's a, he's a good Hebrew boy, Jewish boy, and uh, he lives in the kingdom, in the place of a very evil king called King Ahab. King Ahab has a tricky wife that you may have heard about before. Her name is Jezebel, crafty and deceitful lady. Naboth has this vineyard. It's a beautiful piece of land. It's quite close to the palace on the right side of the hill to get good sun for good crops. King Ahab says to himself as he looks out his window, he goes, Hey, you know what? I'd quite like that vineyard to be part of my estate. And so I think I'm going to obtain that vineyard. And uh, so he goes to Naboth. You can read the story in 1 Kings 21. He goes to Naboth and he says, okay, so I would like to buy your vineyard off you. You want to do a transaction. And what 
what I love is Naboth's response. Before I tell you that, because it's a negative response, let me, let me fast forward the story so you know how it ends. Uh, not so well. So Naboth refuses. I'll talk about the refusal in a minute. Ahab gets like this pity party going on, sucks his thumb, has a tantrum, goes home, says to his wife, oh my goodness, I'm so upset, turns over, goes to sleep in his bed. This is the king, right? And his wife's like, grow up, man, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, he won't sell me his vineyard. And his wife goes, don't you worry, I'll sort it out. And she devises a scheme of deception and she gets people to falsely accuse Naboth of dishonoring the king, so they literally pick him up by his ears, drag him outside, and stone him to death. Well, now that he doesn't own his vineyard, Ahab's able to buy it. Because who's going to stand in his way? Right? So he has his vineyard stolen from him. All right? Outside of his control. So like in the rugby example, what happens is the ball gets stripped away. And we're left not carrying our purpose or our destiny anymore because someone stole it from us. The reason I love that story though, the reason I love that story is even though it didn't stop it happening, what I want each of us to take encouragement from is Naboth's response when um, Ahab asks for the vineyard. It's in the third verse of 1 Kings 21. He says to, him, to, to the king, so, so get this, this is the king of the nation coming to a man who owns some land saying, hey, I'd like to buy it. And he refuses. Like this king. You don't do that. And what I love about that picture is, is a couple of things. One is the fact that he refuses. He says this. He says, The Lord forbid it me that I should give unto you my father's inheritance. He defies the king because he's not willing to hand over the inheritance and the blessing that he's received from his father, which if you listen to this morning's message, is God's model for blessing to flow through. He says, I will defy the king. So with, here's how one, one um, scholar writes it, with, with much fear of the Lord and little fear of man, he defies and refuses the king. You've got to have guts to do that. You've got to be pretty determined that this is your destiny to defy the king. And as we read, because of the craftiness and the deception of Jezebel, he ended up dead anyway. When you read that story, and I encourage you to read it this week, you'll discover that it didn't end so well for Ahab or Jezebel. It's a bit of a gross story. I encourage you to have a read of it if you like blood and guts. But, but here's the second, you know, this is the, the second part that I wanted to, to address tonight is, is I, think it's, I, I think it's all too common for us to get caught up in a wrestling match like we saw going on here and for the ball literally to be stripped away, not because we did nothing wrong, but because the enemy is crafty and is going to do everything he can to rob you of your God-given destiny. And the truth is, sometimes the ball gets stripped. And you're standing there going, well, that hurt. Now what do I do? And what I want to do tonight is I want to create a platform for every single one of us that feel like we've been in that position, where we've had the ball stripped away, for us to stand before God, not to repent, but to ask Him to bring a restoration of His promise and His destiny for our future so that we can run with the ball again. 
Because I think that's what we're called to do. If I come back to my phrase that I wrote down here, the key to walking in the fullness of your destiny is to grab hold of God's promises in your life. And ultimately, that's what I want to let loose tonight. What I love about the, the, the second set that the band did was the way they set it up for us. You know, what's the line of your first line of your tag, bro? I just, How blessed is this life you've given to me? We stand before God like Jacob did, worship him as El Shaddai, and we say, how blessed is this life? You see, our attitude, our position, our posture before God Almighty should be that I will worship you because I am blessed and that is not determined by my circumstances. That's tough, man. When life kicks you in the guts or someone else stabs you in the back or dude turns up and robs the ball off you, you can be like, life's not so good for me right now. But in order to step into and walk in the fullness of God's promises in your life, I'm proposing that we say, how blessed is this life that you've given to me? And my attitude in that is I'm willing to say that with every ounce of my being, agreeing with it, regardless of what my life looks like today. How blessed is this life you've given to me? Amazing. Amazing. We're going to do that shortly. If I can get the band to come back, actually, let's get started. And then the second thing they did, that, that last song, Oceans, you know, for us, to, for us to step into the destiny God's got for us is, is kind of scary a bit, though. It's like, in the, as in the song, Peter walking on the water. It's like, well, let me go to that place where my, my faith is without borders. Let me walk upon the water. Like, whoa, scary. Like, that's not easy. But that's what walking in God's promises is like. That's the way God designed it. Pastor Sheridan and I were talking about this this week, and he's like, I was like, well, I haven't actually got answers to some of those questions. And he's like, well, isn't that what faith looks like? And I was like, oh, yeah. You say yes even though you don't necessarily know how. Does that make sense? So what we're doing is we're building a platform where we can respond in an environment of faith where we don't know the answers, but we know God is calling us. Because for you to run with the ball in the fullness of the promises that God's got for every single one of you, it's going to require faith. It's going to require running when you don't necessarily know everywhere you're going. It's going to require stepping into situations where you you are absolutely certain you don't have the answers to the questions. But you've got a conviction that God's called you into that moment and that he's prepared you for something that is far greater than you could even imagine. That's what I want to release tonight. It's what I want each one of us to have the opportunity to grab hold of again. As I'm saying this, I'm mindful of the fact that some people may feel like, very very genuinely and honestly feel like they don't yet know what God's promises are for their life. If that's you tonight, then I want you to respond to seek what God's promises would be. Because we're going to have a prophetic team up here who will be more than willing to stand in a place of vulnerability and faith to ask heaven to release promises over your life. And that's what we call a prophetic word. If you're not sure what that is, or you feel like you dropped the ball a long time ago and can't remember, 
then stand before God. And God is a God of love and grace who willingly restores those things that have been lost to a son or a daughter who is willing to submit to Him. That's what we've got an opportunity for tonight. If you feel like you've, you've knocked the ball on, like Peter showed us, and you've, you've done something wrong, you've made some dumb mistakes, and you've fumbled the ball, and, and that, the consequence of that is that you now no longer have the ball in your hand. If that's you tonight, this altar becomes a place of repentance where God will, if, if your heart is pure before Him, He promises to forgive. And in a place of repentance flows restoration of the keys that God's got for you. If you feel like you've had the ball stripped away from you by others or the tactics of the enemy, then come. And I know that God is a good Father who would love to pick the ball back up and put it in your hands, that you would run and run the race well, that you would run it with every sense of purpose, every sense of focus, and every ounce of faith that's available to you to move into that future that He has for you. Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? So what I want to do now is I want the band to lead us in that tag, if you can do that. And I want, I want us to, I, I think what's, what I love about what Aram's given us tonight as a gift is that when we, when we sing this song, how blessed is this life you've given to me? How blessed is this life you've given to us? We are choosing to position ourselves before God in praise. And your phrase was praise, thanksgiving is warfare. And so what that means, guys, is when I choose to take an attitude of thanksgiving before God and declare how blessed I am regardless of my circumstances, I am warring in the spiritual realm and I am breaking open the, the, the gates of heaven over my life in order that I will receive the goodness that He has for each one of us. You can choose to do that by following the band in that song. And as you do that, I believe God, the Spirit of God is going to come upon you and call you out and call out the promises and the destiny in your life. And as you step out in boldness, as you step out in that place of unknowing, of faith, God is going to respond and He is going to restore to you your destiny. He is going to release new promises in your life and He is going to give you much, much more than you could ask or think or imagine because He is a good, good God. Let's do this right now. How blessed is this life you've given to me? How blessed is this life that you've given to us? How blessed is this life that you've given to me? How blessed is this life that you've given to us? How blessed is this life that you've given to me? And how blessed is this life that you've given to us? is this life that you've given to me how blessed is this life that you've given to me
as you're positioning yourself before God with that attitude, I absolutely believe that the Spirit of God is coming upon people right now. You're feeling, you're feeling a sense of empowerment. You're feeling like a sense of movement coming in you. You're feeling like a, a hunger and a passion for more. And even though you might not see or understand what that more is, you know there's much more than you're experiencing right now. If you've got that feeling coming over you, then I believe that's the Spirit of God and I want you to respond to the Spirit of God in faith. I want you to step out and stand before Him and give Him your life as an offering and see what He gives you in return. Come on, don't stand still any longer, but step out and step forward in faith into the destiny that God's got for you. There is so much more for us to walk in if only we would respond in faith. Do not delay. Do not wait. Respond as God's leading you and empowering you because we are going to see the Spirit of God move in a powerful way tonight. We're going to see promises restored. We're going to see destinies restored. We're going to see purpose released in a new and powerful way. But it takes you to step out of faith to partner with God. So I want you to step out now. I want you to step out now. We're going to get a band to create a platform for faith because I know how much faith it takes to step out into the unknown. And I'm not saying it's easy. Trust me, every time God challenges me to do this, I know I can't do it in my own strength. So the band's going to lead us in oceans. It's a song that I believe that's going to cause faith to rise up in this environment. So you don't have to do it in your own strength. But as faith comes from heaven, you'll be empowered to move. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, oceans deep my faith will stand and I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise my soul will rest in your embrace
church, before you before you get distracted, we have, a, we have what we would call a prophetic word for the, the church here. So I want you all to listen to it, but it will be specific for certain people here. So please don't get distracted. I want you to hear what God would say in this moment. Uh, when, I, when we started the service, God brought the parable of the prodigal son to me. And through the service, He said, there are prodigals in the house. There are people that have strayed away from God. They've got all mixed up with the wrong kind of things. And, but they feel like they don't belong here. But what God is saying, in the prodigal son, God ran towards the, the son that was far away from him. And God wants to say that if you will just step out and step forward, God's going to meet you more than halfway he wants to restore you to sonship to daughtership he wants to restore you to the family and call you out of the mess that you've unconsciously or consciously got yourself into and bring you back into full fellowship full relationship and the fullness of the blessing that was yours in the beginning so god says come don't delay very good so we're going to act on this right now i want you and your wife to go and stand in the middle of the of, of the aisle and if you feel like God is, is touching your heart right now. If you know you're one who was with God, but has gone away. If you feel like you've made some choices, this is not an embarrassing situation. This is a situation where God says, I will run to meet you because it is my desire to, to embrace you in my arms so that you would be restored to the place of sonship or daughtership in my family. And if that's you tonight, I don't want you to miss this opportunity. I want you to step out. It takes boldness. It takes courage. I know how hard it is. But I believe God is not wanting anyone to leave here that would not be connected with Him. And these guys would love to pray with you. They would love to encourage you. They would love to see you step back into that place of connection with God. So if that's you, I want you to do that right now. Who would that be? If you would step out now, come on. Don't delay. Don't miss out this opportunity. This is a moment of faith. This is a moment of encounter. If you know it's you, then I want you to respond right now. These guys are going to pray with you. They're going to help you to see that you're in a place of connection with God. Let's do this. Come on, there must be more than that. You don't, don't want to delay tonight. You don't want to walk out those doors knowing that you missed this opportunity because you knew it was for you. Please, if that's you, come and find these guys. They'll be very, very keen to pray with you. That's awesome. Thank you, God.
Hey church, hey, why don't we give uh, Phil an awesome, awesome hand. That was, that was awesome. So what we're going to do now is we're going to keep this going. If you want to come forward for prayer on purpose or anything Phil spoke, or spoke about or anything else, healings or anything else for that matter, just come forward. We're going to keep this. The band's going to stay until everyone's finished being prayed for. But we're going to finish the service there. So make sure you have a fantastic week. The young adults aren't doing anything tonight. So make sure you grab another young adult. Just go out, hang. And it will be awesome. Um, but we'll see you on Tuesday at the church-wide prayer meeting. Thanks, Eve. Have a great week. Great week and be blessed.